Welcome back to Talking Lead. This is episode 35, and I'll see you guys later. <laughs> no, you won't. You're not I, out of here yet, man. I, I got a, I got a, like a couple of minutes. I do have a very cool function I get to go to tonight. Uh, my daughter is having daddy-daughter dinner at her school. So. Daddy-daughter dinner. Yep. So I've got a bolt quick Triple to do D. that. But uh, we're going to have some cool guests. Gabby's going to be on the show again tonight yep. uh, for Gabby on Guns. And then Nicole McLean will be calling in uh, shortly. We get a, we'll get the full show with her this time. Yep. And so your guest host will be a, a very attractive deer hunter lady. So I'm, I'm not I'm mad. sorry. I'm sorry for that. Not mad about that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> I think we can make that work. But I wanted to go over my weekend guns because I'm excited. My first dove hunt ever. I've been hunting a lot, but I've never gone dove hunting. I've actually never gone to any bird hunting except for like shooting a crow with a BB gun or something out off the back. That porch. doesn't count. No. Uh, got me a Benelli Nova. That's a sweet little gun you got there, pump buddy. shotgun. Like I'm excited about that and going dove hunting Sunday. I've got a bunch of gear that I didn't realize I was going to have to get for the dove hunt, like special vest to hold the like dove in the Knives and forks. And yeah. Ooh, bacon. 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 <laughs> uh, got some good bird shot. So you're going to take the camera. You're going to do some video, right? Yes, sir. I am going to do it. So welcome back, Gabby. How are you doing? Very good. How are you guys? Doing wonderful. Really well. We've gotten our summer weather back here. It's humid and hot again. Well, it sounds like Miami already. We have all that together with rain. But you have a beach. <laughs> so you, That's true. You trump us. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gearing up for college football in our area, too. We've got uh, our alma mater is playing tonight, their nope. season opener. Nice. I'm going to miss it. <laughs> are, you, are you into football at all? Well, you know, I have to say I'm not too much. I'm still trying to learn the whole concept of the football. American football, it, right. Yeah. It's American football. Yeah. So, but it's kind of, uh, oh, what I think is very interesting is the strategy, you know, mm-hmm. how they put everything together. But, you know, still working on that. <laughs> there you go. So you have been on a so, kind of a whirlwind tour since we talked to you last, right? You have been yeah. busy, busy, busy. You've been to Washington State? Yes, I just came back yesterday from Washington State. And uh, I have to say that that is a trip. And not only it's exciting the for me, the, the fact that I'm traveling, but to me, it's just getting to know different perspectives from different people because they're completely different in a way. You know, different mentality, different um, uh, economies also. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mindsets are a little different, yeah. Yes, and even the and the scenery, it was just beautiful. And of course, each you know state has their own laws, and those kind of come into play as well. Talk about that, you know. Last minute, last minute, I'm doing my bag and everything, and I always, when I do my classes, I bring my um, like my dummy pistol, it's an orange pistol, and I have my BB gun because it's easy to demonstrate. <laughs> Your BB yes. gun, okay? Yes, because it's easy to demonstrate without having a real firearm. Sure. Okay. I pack that in. And I'm just traveling. So my cousin, who works for the Miami Police Department, he sent me a text. And he said, you are not bringing any gun, are you? I'm like, well, I'm not bringing bringing a gun. I'm just bringing a BB gun. And I had a lock on my luggage. Sure enough, when I received my bag, like, for hours, it took forever to get my bag, you know, when I was already right. in Seattle. There was no lock. <laughs> <laughs> they cut it <laughs> off. Like, they cut it off and... And they were just, you know, 
checking out the whole bag. I'm like, yeah, I did they take your gun? No, no, they didn't. They didn't. I'm surprised. But Kyle from top, from, you know, Kyle was there. He was the one who picked me up Mm -hmm. and from season four. And he said that Seattle, I mean, Washington state is a firearm friendly state in a way. Sure. But Seattle is not. Right. A firearm friendly city. Hmm. So I can't just imagine this guy is freaking out. There's a gun. There's a gun. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just a BB gun. So. (laughs) But that was through your checked luggage, right? Yes, exactly. No, oh, come on. I have brought a baby gun on my... my you carry on? No. You don't want to get on no, there and go, I'm Gabby from Top Shot. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, <laughs> How dare will, you? you? You will laugh about this. Um, I think I was coming from uh, SHOT Show or something like that, like last year. And then Chi Kwan from Season 4, he dropped me up at the airport. So I'm walking and he has, he was carrying my laptop case, right? While we were walking to check in and he took me into the, um, you know, the security part mm-hmm. with TSA. So he gave, he, at that point, he gave me my, my computer, you know, back and I'm walking in. Suddenly they say, please stop. I'm like, all right, maybe, I don't know. I'm thinking, what did I leave <laughs> in my computer bag? So there's this woman started checking out, the TSA woman started checking out my back and everything. And suddenly she just pops out like a four-inch knife. Whoa. And I'm like, I'm like, like, like a butter knife? No. What kind of knife was it? <laughs> a pocket knife. Oh. But a, tactic, a tactical pocket knife. I mean, huge. And I'm like, that's not mine. <laughs> I, I've been set off. <laughs> Somebody put that in my back. Those darn then, contestants on Top Shot, they'll do anything to get an edge, won't they? And then she looked at me and she said, this is not yours. I'm like, no, it's not mine. And then I thought, oh, my God, cheese, because the knife was sticking outside, so the clip got out of his pants. Oh, and, goodness. And got, and got stuck on my back in the back pocket. So I called him and said, cheese, check your pockets. Are you missing something? And he's like, my knife. I'm like, oh, I had to leave it there. Yeah, they wouldn't give it back, oh, no. would they? No. Bummer. But talk about being scared on TSA. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it was just, it was an honest mistake. Could have happened to anybody. That's yeah. crazy. On this show, the most common story we get from a lot of our guests have been TSA stories. <laughs> Horror stories. Yeah. Oh, that was a horror story, and 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 I guess she figured. I mean, my face. Can you imagine the surprise face? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. That she was like, "Oh, all right. This is she's sincere." Because I was like, "That's not mine. Somebody sent me off right now." <laughs> so they didn't give you too big of a hard time about it, huh? No, no, they actually didn't. They obviously checked the bag. There was nothing else about that, and it wasn't the house outside. It was not even hidden or anything. <laughs> it's just flag- flagrant, vagrant, flagrant, <laughs> flagrant. <laughs> Is that a hypothetical? We're vagrant. A yeah, hybrid she could, word. She could have been like, you know, wanting to live at the airport and just brought her knife along with her. Vagrant. Yeah, yeah. right. So, so it turned out, you know, a happy ending, luckily. But uh, yeah, so here in Washington, luckily they just opened the bag and that was all. And I had my. My two training pistols <laughs> for my. For so, my what kind of BB gun do you have? 
Lone Wolf one. Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't know, know Lone that. Wolf made one. I have to talk to Zach about that. I don't know if they Find make it anymore, but it's, it's Lone Wolf, you know, the pack and everything. Cool. It's pretty good. It has, has worked pretty good for me. Now, you said, uh, me. I was going to say, you said <laughs> you said something about the uh, having to contact the chief of police when you're there. Now, you said that uh, here recently you've been actually doing some training for female police officers. Did I get that right? Yes, I actually did. The, my first one was here in Miami. And when I told Kyle Sumter, he's the commander in the police department, and I told him I was going to be there, he said, Gabby, why don't you come and give a training for the ladies? Because they don't feel motivated to to train and this and that. I'm like, sure, I'll do that. So I had, he put me very in 10 cool. women. Yes, and I'm very, uh, when I give my classes, I'm very friendly, as you can see, and all that. No but doubt, when, yeah. But when it comes to training, Man, I could be very rough because I was trained, but um, at code, my coach who was from the Soviet Union. Strict. Okay. Yeah, he was very, very strict. strict. Yeah, rigid. And so, and so. So, do you turn he, into that kind of person when you get when you start doing your training? What is it? Is that the kind of personality that you switch to during your training? Yes, yes, and and it's because you know when you are coaching someone. You really have to be firm on what you want to achieve so and push them so they can achieve that goal. You know, if you let them be what they want to be, like, oh, I feel comfortable doing this, or, well, I don't like to shoot like this. If you're not firm on your and you don't believe on your technique as a coach, that person will not achieve what you want to achieve. So I'm very strict when it comes to the classes. So... Interesting. I'm doing a, a training, which I keep them hold the gun for like two, almost two minutes, and then they have to fire and they have to be a perfect shot, and that repetitively. So they are getting tired. Their mm-hmm. muscles are getting shaky and all that. So one of them started being like, oh, come on, girls. Let's do this. And he's cheering up everyone. And then Kyle told me that she hates to shoot. Really? I could not. I could not believe it. So you motivated like, her. Exactly. I was like, "Are you sure he doesn't like to shoot?" Because she was the one cheering the other girls, and and what I bring to the table to the ladies is a non-aggressive training, but yet knowledgeable, friendly. They um, and you bring it from a female perspective too, where probably they, what they've gotten to that point is a male instructor. Yes, and you know, there's so much, even if they have a great trainer, because Kyle Sumter is a great shooter and he's a great trainer. And let me tell you something it takes a good coach and humble coach, especially in the law enforcement, to call me a woman to say, hey, come and help me with the ladies, just to motivate them to, 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 so they can come and practice. At the end, that's their part of their life. You know, they protect their their life with a firearm and also, you know, other people's life. So it was funny in a way because I was telling, talking to them about the equipment. I'm not a cop, but I do know what is effective for me to do a quick match change mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. So Basic ladies, techniques, yeah. Yeah, so these ladies have sort of a weird type of Mac pouches that were taking forever. So I'm giving suggestions of which magazine pouch you should use and this and that. 
and they end up they all of them change their equipment they twist Very everything cool. because they have yeah. flap and they put them backwards and so I looked at me and he said I have been trying to do this forever they don't listen to the men <laughs> <laughs> but it's just that it's it's kind of like a trust you know mm-hmm. they, they 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 don't feel intimidated they feel they look at me like a friend and like you said, like a woman perspective. So I really enjoy that. Now, was that your first uh, female police training? That was the second one. That was the second one, okay. Yeah, I actually posted today, um, you know, a testimonial for one of them on my Facebook fan page. Later, you can read it. It was pretty cool. It was very nice. I really like to, cool. I always tell people, give me your feedback because in that way, I know what I'm doing right to keep doing it. Or if I need to change something, I can do it. Um, if I, if, and if it's all great, it gives me more motivation to, you know, being that positive instructor and improve myself so I can, you know, bring that to the table every time I, every time I teach. Feedback is, is key in order for you to know what's effective and what's not effective. It is. So you can and hone your, your training skills. Exactly. And like, uh, like how I was telling me, Gabby, what is the, before I did the, um, this training, he asked me, what is the most fun, fun part of your training? And I looked at him and I said, well, fun for, for them. Because for me as a coach, I'm just concentrating so much in that everybody follows the rules, everybody is safe, mm-hmm. that uh, trying to find the way that they should better finding their mistakes so I can correct them. So it is, it is there. I get tired at the end, but my satisfaction is reading those reviews, definitely. Exactly. But this, I mean, that whole thing is fun for you anyway. It's just something you enjoy doing. So even though you're working hard and it's exhausting, but you know, it's fun for you. It is. And like I said, my best reward is seeing at the end, you know, the results. And that's why my classes are not super big. And then having somebody have... like Kyle, you know, a uh, first class instructor come to you and say, hey, you know, you've gotten through to these ladies where I couldn't get through. That says a lot. Exactly. And, 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 not, and not because... You know, he's not a good coach or whatsoever. Oh, yeah, and I didn't mean that at all. Like the officers here that uh, in Miami, actually, Coral Spring Department, Police Department, they, I would say they are blessed to have that type of coach, you know, that they say, okay, they actually, they were pretty good shooters, mm-hmm. but, they, but uh, they, they needed it perhaps to see a woman like me, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm not a big woman and I don't have, ex- I don't make excuses. Exactly. You know, you because, get it done. Yeah. because I, you can have a good coach as a man, but you can say you, as a woman, you might say, Oh, but you know, you're a man. That's why you do it. Mm-hmm. But when they, they use that as a crutch, as an excuse. And then they see, can, they see you doing it. Then all that goes out the window. They've got no excuses. There's no crutch there. Exactly. That's Do it, ladies. <laughs> that was Kyle's goal. He said, I want them to see you, how petite you are. And the first thing that Kyle said, it was funny. Always, he said, he puts his hand 
you know, on front of mine. He said, look at her head. <laughs> and obviously <laughs> the size said, difference, yeah. Yes, the size difference. And he was saying, there's not excuse here. So it's pretty much that's the goal. You know, bring having Kyle says, Kavi, come here. Keep motivating these girls so they can see that anyone, yeah. you know, it's possible to shoot good. It's possible to, to train and you need to train, especially for them. So now is this yeah. going to be something that you're going to implement in your, uh, your oh, tours? Trap. On your tours? Yeah. I actually, I already talked to, uh, I'm going to possibly go to California. I don't know the city yet, mm-hmm. but in California in November and already trying to make contacts so I can reach more female officers. You know, I, besides who they are, let's put the the officer, the batch aside. It could be a security guard. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just the fact that their life rely on that firearm. I'm a civilian. I conceal carry most, like I would say 90% of the time. All right. And I practice. But yet, I don't go to the bad neighborhoods every day. I know where they are, and I just avoid them. Part of you know, part of responsible uh, gun carry is being mentally responsible and conscious of your actions as well. And that what you're saying is, don't hang out in bad places where bad things happen, and you're going to eliminate ninety nine percent of the time that you would need to to use your firearm. Exactly. But unfortunately, a police officer. That's his job, and he might have, or she might have to mm-hmm. confront certain situations where, you know, um, and I was talking to a few officers, and they were telling me, not necessarily because they're a police officer means that they're shooters. You know, they some, small, some officers just see the gun as a tool. I have to have it because it's my job. And right. um, definitely that's something that I think... You know, ammunition expensive, but doing drive fire or practicing. You have a, a level three holster. Practice at home before you put the gun up mm-hmm. on you. You know, make sure the gun is unloaded, obviously. And practice three, five times. If you do that every day, it, it's much better than nothing. Muscle memory, right? Yes, it's a, like we always say. So I think that was... It was. It is an important lesson. It's important reminder right. because it's not. I'm not saying that they don't know it. And happened with the shooters too. That we take a lot of things for granted. So this is something that they must, you know, keep themselves on top of it. Right. Practicing so that's something we ranking. talked about on the last show. We got into a little bit, and I know Zeke and I are on this too. We were talking about our muscles. You know, and yes. working out and being in good health and, you know, proper mental health as well. I mean, working out just helps you overall, your whole body, your mentally, your physically, you know, everything like that. So what have you, you know, you were talking a little bit about your, your routine. Have you started any, any new routines, workout no, routines? No, actually, I just, you know, make sure that every day I run. I run at least three miles every day. It, at least, I want to say every day, but every other day, but every mm-hmm. week I run. Um, I do try to do, you know, push-ups because the it's just having that upper body mm-hmm. strength. Getting your calisthenics in, not, in. Exactly. And not necessarily being super, super strong because I actually was reading a, um, an article 
uh, I don't remember who wrote it, but he was talking about upper body strength. Mm -hmm. You know, that it was super, super mandatory, necessary, and blah, 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 blah. But he was saying it in a way that you have to be super muscle. Yeah, like you got to be a bodybuilder kind of, you know, bench press 900 pounds. But that's not the case. The way he said it, it sounded like that. And I was thinking, well, if his theory were right, I wouldn't be able to shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Because That's true. You know, I'm pretty much a fit woman, but I'm not stronger than you or any other man. You know, so it's relative. It's not about having that. Yeah. And we're not muscle. talking about, you know, like like you were insinuating there that this guy was talking about as being, you know, like, you know, bodybuilder type strong. It's just keeping your muscles toned yes. and your reflexes and, you know, everything honed and toned. Yes. Exactly. And and that also gives you the confidence for your mindset, mm-hmm. okay? You can say, oh, and your mind say, oh, yeah, I'm going to run from this area to this area in competition, per se, in a certain amount of seconds, when you realistically know <laughs> that physically you can't do it. Right. So, you know, everything has to be in sync. Your, your body and your mind, you know, in that way, when you are, physic- when you, you are physically fit, you can play with your mind and push yourself because exactly. it's realistic. It's realistic. You say, okay, I can do it. So that's one of the more important things. Yes, and something that I really like to talk to my students about their mindset. And it's something I always say that, uh, for instance, negative thoughts and positive thoughts, po- negative and positive, to me, are useless, even positive thoughts. Why is that? Exactly. Negative thought normally would be a shooter that would say, oh, I don't like to shoot that uh, 15 yards because I always miss. That's obviously negative, right? Exactly. If you think you're going to miss, then you're going to miss. Definitely. Then you have the positive thought and you say, this time I'm going to hit a 15, 15 yards my target, right? But then your brain says, all right, we're going to hit it. Maybe we're going to hit it. How are we going to hit it? Your brain doesn't process it that way, you see? So the effective thought would be, okay, and because it's a long shot, I need to slow down, concentrate on my front, I mm-hmm. squeeze the trigger. So that's something that most people don't understand how their brain works. You will think that positive thought is good. It's not. It's useless. I would but say it's, it's better than good. a negative thought, though. Definitely. Okay. But, it's, but it won't help you. The way you think it will. If you don't have the skills to carry out that positive thought. The the effective thought is when you think on what what you need to do. How to accomplish it. Exactly. Like I said, I can't say, oh, yeah, I'm going to hit 100 yards. Yeah, but how am I going to do that? How am I going to do that? Exactly. Your brain says, okay, let's do it, but... I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, your brain's up for it. So yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do how it. do we do that? <laughs> that's when your effective thoughts come yeah, in place. That's a good point. Yeah, that's, that's something I'll in the future I'll, um, when I write my next book about mindset yeah. and how everything works in your brain to make. So how's shots. your book? How's your book doing? Your Very first, good. your first edition, right? Yes, yeah, so first volume first one. Volume one, uh, very good. Uh, the the feedback has been tremendous, which I 
uh, I value a lot. Same thing, the feedback for me is very important and people really value the work that I put into it and they are learning. Mm -hmm. To me, that's more than anything. They say, Gabby, I'm practicing, um, I'm getting better because I'm following what you say, Every I keep it on my range back. You see, to me, that's more than anything. Yeah. And um, right now, uh, brown nails, they just got a few, few wow. the first set. Uh -huh. so I haven't checked the link yet. I have to check it out. But so they, they can go to brown nails and order your book? Yes, they can. People can go to brownnails.com and check my that book. And um, I'm also building into some other projects. Maybe I'm thinking, perhaps, I don't know, maybe getting a company like um, firearm manufacturer mm -hmm. to have my book included in their gun sales. Yeah. I think that's a great I idea. At least getting with the firearm, mm -hmm. you know, the right. Uh, way on how to shoot it, the safety rules, exactly. um, something to relate to. You got, any, you got anybody uh, yeah. in the works yet? No, no. Oh, yeah. Something okay. I'm thinking about. Or something. I've, well, I want to say thinking about something I'm already working on. Right. So we'll see. You know, I'm I'm always I'm a. You're positively here. thinking about it. Now you just figure <laughs> out how to make it happen, right? Well, I always try to make <laughs> things happen one way or another. Uh, today, you know, I was listening, I don't know who they were talking about, the regular people, you know, normal people, how uh, people can achieve things. That, mm -hmm. oh, no, just because a huge company uh, is because it's big and that's why they are successful. Mm -hmm. Most people don't understand that ma major majority of those companies were so little and they because they pushed and pushed and push hard mm -hmm. and they dream big that's how they achieve perseverance yeah yeah like people i guess people will think oh well you're successful because you went in top shot say so, yes but you don't know what the it took that for you I had to get to there do. yeah <laughs> and while you were there yeah exactly the, the things that have to resign pretty much i mean mm. It's just another excuse that people use not to or to justify their failures. It's like, you know, I don't have this, I don't have that. The bottom line is, you know, what they don't have is they don't have the mental perseverance to push through something and, like that, to and, be successful. And that and that mentality, I think, applies the same in shooting. That's why I tell my students. Every aspect of life, yes. Yes. I tell them, listen, I'm not here to make you the best person in the world. If I can, that will be great. <laughs> But uh, you can expect having a different mentality in shooting if the rest of your life you keep thinking in failure. So, for instance, shooters that they say, oh, I, should, I don't care about shooting good. I just need to shoot at, the, at my target so I know that I'm on my target, even mm -hmm. though it's at five yards and it's, all the shots are all over the place. It's just an excuse yeah. of getting to learn proper technique people love to... excuses yes <laughs> and i when i when i hear that and i got especially you know some people say oh i don't need to shoot precise i just need to make sure i hit my target that's good enough i'm like well you know yeah as long as your that, target's not shooting back yeah then that's fine and, uh, <laughs> and not only that if in uh Normal, you're just quiet, nobody's bothering you, there's no rush, uh, nobody, like you said, nobody's shooting at you. 
and yet you're not able to shoot good. <laughs> what did you expect to do? Shooting fast with all that, everything going on, you know? Exactly. So you're telling us, uh, we're talking a little bit off air, you've got another little project that you've been working on with maybe some of your friends, is that what it was, that you're doing an AR-15 build? Well, I actually... Or is that for yourself? That's for me. Okay. Yes, I have my AR-15, uh, my Black Green Ordnance AR-15, uh, but I have an upper and a lower receiver stripped. Mm-hmm. And I was checking it out, I was checking my gun safe. You know, I check my gun safe regularly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Check my, In case something know. shows up, you know, you, you weren't expecting. Yeah, Yeah, you know, you never know. And and then I was like, man, I have this upper and lower. I might as well build an AR-15. So I'm, you know, kind of searching around because it's going to be a project I've never, ever done in my entire life. So it's going to be a project. I might be calling you. Hey, what do I need for my... That would be a fun little thing to do on the segment in future episodes. Yeah, we could do an update on your, your AR-15 build. So now uh, you've got the upper and the lower. What brand? Uh, it's a stock arm. Upper and lower? Upper and lower, yes. Okay. So um, I'm very, you know, excited to, to build something nice. Are you, you wanting... Are you wanting to go uh, five five six, or are you going to build a three hundred, or what are you going to? What are you thinking? What caliber? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the five five six steel. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to go any other because these days the ammo is so expensive that if I go with a um, another type of ammunition like six point eight or mm-hmm. something like that, it's going to be like ah, too much, you know. Yeah. But um, with the five five six, um, I think I'm, I have my regular. 16 inch, so I might build something a little bit more for maybe go 18. Yes, maybe something like that. Would it be and for competition or would it be just for your kind of recreation? I, I'll do it for recreation. Okay. So, but I, but yet I don't want it to be a long, long barrel, and I don't want it to be too short. So maybe we'll, we'll add know. that to our uh, project list to keep up with you on. Yes, that'll be that's going to be fun. Yeah. Yes, I'm gonna start maybe um, next week. I'm start you know checking and ordering some parts and maybe knocking some doors and see. <laughs> awesome. No. Well, yeah. thank you so much for calling in again, Abby. 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 I just called her Abby. <laughs> what the? <laughs> the G didn't work. <laughs> That's silent G. It's, you now have a silent G in your name. Gabby, as always, we thank really you. appreciate you uh, calling in and spending time with us on the show. Uh, thank you guys for having me. I really enjoy it. And, uh, you know, oh, and before we go, I yeah. just want to remind you that I have in my next classes, I'm going to be in Texas. It's going to be yeah. in uh, Brazoria, Texas, which is near neck, um, Houston, near very near Houston. Okay. So check Brazoria, my Brazoria, yeah, just right outside of Houston. Yes. And this will and, be one of your female training classes, right? Yes. Female, and it's going to be the Sunday, it's going to be mixed too. So guys are allowed. Nice. <laughs> and it's going to be on the 21st and 22nd of September next month. And you can go. You can go to my website, www.gabbyfranco.com. So, you know, they can check more information about it. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Perfect. Bye. 
I really do have to bolt, and I'm going to leave it in your hands. Okay. If the show stinks, it's left hand's fault. No, I'm just kidding. He'll do good. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> See you guys later. And we're back. Happy travels to Zeke. Hope he has a good dinner there with his daughter. I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. Our bandwidth sponsor, the Firearms Radio Network, ICE Training. In case you guys don't know what ICE stands for, it stands for Integrity, Consistency, and Efficiency. So check those guys out at ICETraining.us. That's ICETraining.us. Training services, defensive shooting, instruction, self-defense, books, videos, apparel. Also like to thank U.S. Elite Gear. That's us-elitegear.com. Operate, accelerate, and achieve. We also like to thank our good friends at All or Nothing Tattoo. That's allornothingtattoo.com and their apparel store at Stranglehold Merch, and that's strangleholdmerch.com. And let's not forget HG Press, Holder and Green Professional Real Estate Services. HG Press, 1-800-615-1840, extension 2222. For all your Middle Tennessee real estate needs, give those guys a call. So thanks to all our sponsors. Also, I'd like to give a quick thanks to our friends over at Ergo Grips for providing us with 1911 grips and a couple of AR accessories that we're testing out. Our buddies at Next Level Training and the CERT Pistol. Zeke and I are really giving that thing a run through, getting some, some great training and some good technique practice, not to mention implementing that into our exercise routine. And speaking of fitness, we have a surprise call in, Carol Salva <laughs> from the Fat to Fit program. That's right, Fat hey, Carol. to Fit. <laughs> Hi, how are you doing, Leftian? Doing wonderful. So this is kind of a, uh, it's going to be a surprise for Zeke. He's not going to be expecting this. See, Leftian, you think I'm calling in to surprise Zeke, but I'm, I'm really calling to talk to you. Oh, <laughs> Do you pull a double whammy on me? <laughs> Y'all are so ripe for this stuff. Y'all fall for anything. We're suckers. <laughs> you are. Uh-huh. I need to I need to make a bet with you. I don't do bets. Okay, you have to do this one. <laughs> you have to do this one because you called me out on something. What have I called you a, out on? You tried to tell me that we that the body needs carbohydrates. Carbohydrates okay, are I not wanna, bad for the body. No, no. And I'm not saying they are, and in moderation, and if you get them from natural sources, like things you can pick up in nature, fruits and vegetables that have a ton of carbs, that I so don't flowers think is a bad... not natural? No, you can't. There's no... Flowers no. not a natural substance? Once once they strip it of everything, and even, even whole grain, and once they produce it, it's per calorie, the nutritional value of that does not outweigh the amount of sugar and glucose and the havoc that wreaks, that wrecks. Is it reeks or wrecks? The havoc it wrecks. <laughs> okay, go ahead. It causes. The havoc that it causes. Thank you. Edit that. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, Just kidding. So, but you know what outweighs that? I don't want to. My taste tell buds. Me. <laughs> So so preach and get on your soapbox all you want. I'm going <laughs> to eat my tortilla shells, girl. Hey, now listen. I am the first one that is caught at the grocery store at the oh, the sample counter mm-hmm. at the bread. I'm right there. I'm right there with you. But here's you. the thing. I don't I don't really like bread. Well, I, don't, then, I don't like eating bread per se. Well, you know, what's all I that want, taco Taco Bell you keep sending me photos of? Well, that's not bread. <laughs> Really? <laughs> but it's a grain. It's, Those tortillas, tortillas are yeah. 
I'd much rather eat I, that than a loaf of bread or something like that. Yeah, but it's still, I guess my point is, and here's the thing too, for mm-hmm. your listeners and for Zeke, I did call to give Zeke a hard time. You better. We're not, we're not, we are get not off my back. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, somebody needs to get on my back too. Like I said, I'm not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just, our whole show is just learning and trying to bring on experts. But you got to understand, I'm not trying to lose weight either. Nobody's telling you you are. Yeah. Just you're I telling gain me I'm weight. wrong. I want to gain weight. <laughs> Again, I'm telling you that reason, carbohydrates are not a bad thing. They are not a bad thing. My whole point was that you do not need them. Your body will function just fine on fat and protein. You do, and it will turn. It can turn that stuff into glucose. But in it your all system depends on what somebody's to. goals are and what they're trying well, to of achieve. Course. Okay, of course. So you've got to keep that in mind, also. Hey, left hand. Hey, girl. A lot of people tuning into a show called Fat to Fit. We all have, we all have the same goals over there. And I told you from day one, I wasn't a good fit for your show. You're an awesome fit. You're an awesome fit. You really are because you're real life. You're a person, and I don't care what you say. You eat just fine. But listen, I am. I do, and I and I do. But I, you know, I like to have my snacks too. We all do. You know. But um, I am all on board for, you know, proper eating, physical fitness, you know, things like that, you know, and I know that everybody's physiology is different and everybody can't just go out and eat anything they want. That's true. Some people can, but but some, some people can't. You take all the fun out of it when we're not extreme and our views is the only thing. I'm just not extreme. (laughs) Yeah, you are. (laughs) Yeah, you are. But But I did, listen, I did start back to the gym. Okay. Awesome. I, I renewed my membership for a three-year deal, so you know I'm in it to win it. And yes. Me and Pepper are awesome. on board, and we've been going every day for the past week, and we've been putting in at least at least an hour each time we go. Good night. And that's just y'all. that's just us getting warmed up. Once we start well, getting it to, I mean, we'll be doing two, you know, two hours, three hours in the gym. Is Pepper is Pepper going to do the tough mutter with us? I'm I'm talking her into it. Awesome. I, I showed her what it was yesterday, and she's like, mm, <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh come on, give her and my actually, number. Actually, actually, I saw it and, and looked at it real closely this time, and I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to do this or not. <laughs> yeah. Do you know that they know. electrocute you? I do. Oh my gosh. I do. We don't we don't talk about that till that morning. So just put that on this just you know, put that somewhere else. <laughs> just put that way back in the recess right. of my mind. You just show up like you said. Well you yeah, I, I'm excited it's, about it's, it. I really want to do it. I think it's gonna be fun, especially if we get the whole gang involved. Oh, we already have people from we got Jared Markle from Student of the Gun. We have Jim Irwin, which I know your listeners know oh, yeah. Jim from US US, US Elite, Elite Gear. Gear. Mm-hmm. You we have Zach just committed did he commit yes he did go listen to yes go listen but it was a whole listener orchestrated we sandbagged him in the last 10 minutes kind of blindsided him like you're doing me exactly (laughs) that's how you get things done i mean seriously seriously over at that show over at that show, none of us claim to be experts. We really, honestly, even the views that I'm saying, we just had somebody on last week telling me that. I don't, you know, we tell everybody to look it up. Everything affects everybody differently. Take nuggets and try things and see what works for you. But not chicken nuggets. Not, oh, good night. <laughs> <laughs> this is, 
And Zeke's whole thing was he knew if he could get himself, like most people, exercising regularly five days a week minimum, he would get past that first hurdle and become a habit. Yeah. And and then he put himself on my fitness pal and my listeners and Zach's listeners, our listeners, and y'all's listeners, hopefully, they know they can go into and get a free account. They can link to our show notes and see it's just. Yeah, it's myfitnesspal.com slash Zeke Stout. And you, he is obligated to accept your friend request. <laughs> and then you get to see. The so only tell him what the bet is you have with Zeke. Okay. He bet that he would do five workouts a week consistently. And any workout he missed, he would owe me 10 bucks. And I like that and everything because who doesn't want money and I'm going to be rich very soon. But (laughs) we decided to donate that money to the Firearms Radio Network. Very cool. So, yeah. So everybody wins. If Zeke sticks to... Yes. The good thing is he didn't give an end date. So I'm saying this goes through Tough Mudder, which is See, next spring. that's why I don't make bets, because you, all these <laughs> loopholes, and, well, you didn't say this, and you didn't do that. Oh, come on. And then if he if he misses a few, well, everybody loves this network. We get a little money. That's all right. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. So it's a win-win-win. And the great thing is that the listeners it's are involved. It's a good bet. Yes, and it gets more people exposed to my fitness pal, which is a way to track your activity or your calories or carbs or whatever you want to track. And and Zeke's already found issues with that program. It's really he's really smart about this stuff that you probably don't want to trust it a hundred percent of what it rec- what it recommends for you to eat and all of that. So uh, we need to have him back on to talk more to our folks. He's already had at least six people go in and friend him. And that was what I was going to call and give him a hard time because I would really like him to log his food. He wants to drop some weight and food is like 80% of the equation. And he's too busy. He's too busy. He's too busy. Well, that's everybody's excuse. But thank you. You know, everybody's got excuses. (laughs) But he does. He is being awesome. We've been doing it about two weeks. Excuses are just obstacles that get in the way of what you really want to accomplish. Thank you. So anyway, that's all I called in to give him a hard time, but he's not there. So we got so a question I'll... from one of our listeners. Uh, Charles D. wants to know, and I don't know this right off, so you can you can help us with this. He wants to know what episodes Zeke and I are on on the Fat to Fit. Oh, absolutely. Do you know, I can... okay. And they're both called Talking Lead. <laughs> so easy so like to pick out lead. in the list there. Right, Talking Lead Part 1. Zeke is Episode 49. Okay. And Left Hand is Episode 46. Very cool. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. And then the funny thing is, as soon as you guys came on, Episode 47, 48, 50, we can't stop talking about y'all. <laughs> <laughs> You're we just have that content. effect on people, I guess. <laughs> You're just great content, I'm telling you. <laughs> but Whatever. it is because everybody is different. You were you were dead on when you came on and said, "Look, my metabolism's different than the next guys, than the next guys." And so, yeah. you know, everybody's got to do different things. Well, no, I totally understand. We're totally kidding. Give you guys a hard time I know. because you obviously no. I know. I know your history, and I know you're ve- you were very active before I talked to you the first time. You could just tell. And then Zeke was like you know got his degree and we worked in this industry for a long time so and he's done a lot of triathlons you know he's exactly. he's got a lot of experience under his belt too so exactly. i would listen more to what he has to say than what i have to say 
No, y'all are both. <laughs> both both shows, both shows were really funny and really I feel educational for people. Both shows, so definitely it's it's all good because nobody is the same, and even ourselves, we change every five years, every five minutes. If you're a woman, geez, and so <laughs> you know you just gotta you just gotta keep experimenting. It's all good. I love it. Yeah. So I'm going to put you on the spot right now. No, no, I got to go. No, no. What did you do in (laughs) firearms this week? Oh, you're going to be so just shamed that you tried to put me on the spot with that question. Let me hear you. Make me proud. I I have an order coming to my house for some firearms that I will be getting into. Um, Everybody knows, okay? Anybody that knows who I am knows that I am the one host on the entire network that does not own a firearm. (laughs) Right. I've been on you to to get your carry permit and to get get a carry firearm. Well, you kind of, you know, and other influences, Mm -hmm. I'm coming on board because you know, Brad and I, my husband and I, just that just wasn't our hobby. We have no problem, and we're big supporters of your rights to have firearms. It just wasn't our thing. Mm-hmm. But we're got we've gotten to a point where we really do want some home protection at that level. We want to have our own firearms for home protection, but we have no idea where to start. Mm-hmm. We have no. I mean, we're that we're that person that it's intimidating, but we wouldn't mind going all the way to Z and getting proficient. Sure. So, so this is a wonderful question because the Firearms Radio Network, we're starting a new, um, we're launching something called Carol Gets a Gun. <laughs> okay. And it's going to be so great. It's going to be like a mini documentary. And we're going to take my family because my oldest son has been hunting once and is very interested. He's been to the range a few times, but he's just 11. And as a parent, I should be aware of, you know, all of this and, and the safety and everything involved well, with that. Of course. Yes, of course. So what we're doing is we're going to start with our family meeting. We're going to record all of this and it's probably going to be on Gun Guy Radio. And -hmm. we have some sponsors, some sponsors that are going to be supporting us in this. Um, But it's just started. Like I said, we're going to start with airsoft uh, or air guns, uh, two different kinds. And and that takes some of the intimidation factor out of it. Although some of those those firearms, you know, can do some serious damage. We're starting with airsoft gun you're talking about. Well, there's air guns. There's two different kinds that are coming to me. The kind that, yeah, you could shoot your little buddy in the backyard and he wouldn't get hurt. And another kind that you cannot shoot someone else and you need to treat exactly like you would any other firearm. And even, and, and just for our listeners, even the airsofts, you need to treat them just like you would a normal firearm. Even if that's it's right. not going to that's, physically hurt someone, you could put somebody's eye out. Exactly. Exactly. That's a whole so show. So you guys I would like. are going to just kind of get acclimated with the feel and and form and use of of a firearm through airsoft. And, yeah, definitely. Definitely it's and and it's less intimidating, but it's still serious like you said. And then the selection of, you know, what makes sense for our purposes. Right. And then what is just like you were just saying, what is the safest way to go about introducing these things and educating your children and mm-hmm. where should they be kept in the home? And we have a million questions. And as do, I'm sure, a lot of people. And we're hoping that this helps take that intimidation factor out of it. Now, are you going to have a professional come in and show you guys some techniques and suggestions on the home defense and, you know, how you would go about if you had an intruder clearing the house? Yeah, we have some sponsors here in Houston um, that offer classes and we're going to be, you know, attending everything. We're working with Jake Challen, of course, who's going to be coordinating some of this for us. 
in our own network, though, like Paul Markle, student of the gun, he mm-hmm. has a whole DVD for this purpose. So I'm sure I'll be utilizing our own resources in house to well, yeah, help. Why wouldn't and, you? That's awesome. Right, right. And referencing what we what we offer as a network, and then what you might want to do in your own area. Mm-hmm. But definitely, that's know the, the whole, laws. Right. I'm going to rely on you guys, you know, to help guide us in next steps and stuff. So we'll be talking all along the way about what we've done and what we might want to consider and just chronicling all of that. Very good. And it won't be on Fat to Fit. It'll be referenced, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. it will probably be on Gun Guy Radio as just some content that we can have okay. for We'll folks. just keep us posted on that. And we'll make sure we cross-reference um, so people can go and check that out. Okay. So, Carol, thank you so well, much for calling. Give give your show a plug. Oh, yes, please, guys. Come on over. You just don't know how much fun we're having over there. It's and it fat. is. It's fun. Yeah, it, they have a good time. It is time. fun. It is fun. People think that we are this health show like other health shows that nag you and tell you like I started with the carb talk. <laughs> but it really is. We have different experts that have different views on different things that work for different people. And every other episode, it's me and Zach talking about what we've done and how we're trying to reach our goals and listeners. And then every other show is a, an interview with someone in the health and fitness um, arena. So it is educational, mm-hmm. just like you guys. It's educational, but it's fun. And we'd love for you to come along. It's just a journey. Very cool. And so it's let all heads just to check out Carol Salva at the Fat to Fit, and you can get through that through our Firearms Radio Network. You can get to it from our website, and then your website is one more time. Fat the number two fithq dot com, and you can also go to fat two fithq dot com slash YouTube and see a few videos we just put up. That's us, Carol. Thanks thank for calling you. in, and oh, we'll be in well, touch with a- you soon. Just more than a pleasure, always, left hand. We'll talk to you soon. All right, girl. Thanks for calling okay. in. Thanks to Carol for calling in. Now we've got another call in, Miss Nicole McLean. Welcome Hello. in. How are you? Doing great. Good. How's the weather where you are? Is it sunny or is it hot? Well, What's we're in Tennessee, feel? and it looks like our summer has finally hit us again. So we took a break, and now it's like 90 with... You know, 90% humidity. Yeah, that's how it was here, too. It felt really chilly, and now it's heated up again. Yeah, which I'm not complaining. I like it. Nope, just means deer season's coming. (laughs) That's right. That's what we're going to be talking about today is the the hunting season. Nicole is not only a hunter, but you are also a model, an actress, and can I say, dare I say activist? Yes. Would that be a good good label for you also? Because you have many causes that uh, you are very, feel very strongly about and, and are behind, and we'll talk about some of that today as well. We've got a segment on the show where we talk about what we did this week in guns. So what did you do with guns this week, Nicole? This week, actually, I didn't have a whole lot of involvement with guns this week except cleaning. I cleaned my Glock. I have a a Glock 19 and just cleaned it up really because right now it's deer season for me and which it starts off with bow season. So this is all about pulling the bows out, making sure they're sighted in, crossbows, vertical compounds, all that kind of stuff, getting new arrows. I got a lot of stuff from sponsors that was shipped in. So it's really been a bow, well, maybe a month. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And with some awesome. And news. a bow counts as a firearm. That it sure does. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so um, you're tuning and- in your, your bows, getting ready for the, the hunt. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so excited. This is such awesome news. So Matthews shipped me a bow. Compliments of Matthews. So now I am shooting Matthews. Yay, Matthews. I know. Woo! Tell us yeah. about it. What? Which one did they send you? Uh, they sent me the jewel. Mm hmm. 
it's 28 inches and they got it all set for me. I took it out this past weekend on Sunday and shot the heck out of it. Cool. And I love it. This thing is like the Cadillac of bows. When they say that, they're not kidding. This thing yeah. is smooth. It's sweet. It's lightweight. It's just, oh my gosh. I like, I love my crossbow and I love my other vertical. I have a uh, limb saver dead zone and that thing is pimp too. But this, <laughs> this is like, I don't know. I'm, I'm just such a gear junkie. I couldn't have enough gear. I, I've got plenty of gear. If you could see my office, I mean, right now in my line of sight. I can, I can kind of see it. <laughs> in, in my line of sight, I have about four bows and probably three guns. For our <laughs> listeners, uh, just to paint a picture, uh, in the background, I'm looking at her wall, and it's very lodgy looking, for one. Uh, I see some antlers back there. I think I see uh, a stuffed deer head. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Maybe a, a fish. Uh, a I have all up. kinds of stuff. There's more horns up top, up there. Yeah, also. nice. Nice. So, Everything in here is very rustic. I have a cherry desk. Everything is like kind of dark and so woodsy. So you live it, breathe it, sleep it. I wear it. I have my you camo pants. So these pants I just got, uh, they shipped these to me. These are from uh, camotrading.com. They shipped me these um, camo pants. Is that real tree uh, camo? Uh, it's mossy oak. Mossy oak, okay. And um, they shipped me shorts, capris, pajamas, a hoodie, um, and then they, I got bedding from Browning. <laughs> so, you, so you go, oh yeah, yeah. This you is just like, got everybody giving you stuff, girl. This is like beyond the lifestyle, right? It's like hunters, it's like a hunter's Christmas outside my door. The boxes that come in. I just got two more boxes today and I'm like, ooh, ooh what's in it? I'm so excited. I think there are broadheads and some arrows and I don't, I think it's a new release that, um, uh-huh. that is in those boxes, but I have a box here. I wish you guys could all see this, but I got another. We'll describe it. I got another box. So they just shipped this to me. This is like code blue. So um, I've got all kinds of deer scents. I've got scent away. So you spray this on to get rid of. Oh my gosh, a big gallon of like scent there. Human stuff. Um, I mean, I've just got. I mean, here. <laughs> she's got so much stuff she's having to put it in her mouth. <laughs> she, both hands are full. She's putting it under her arm. So all this stuff is from oh, Code what's Blue. What's Grave Digger? So Code Blue is underneath um, the EBSCO brand. They make like summit tree stands. They make um, feeders, all kinds of stuff. So I have, um, what is this stuff? You have this a plethora is, uh, of items there. Odor eliminator. I've got stuff that you connect to your boots that when you're walking in, you drag that in. I've got uh, some shipments of magazines, <laughs> some calendars. I, I have all kinds of stuff. So it really is. It's like a hunter's Christmas, and I am so Every very day blessed. is Christmas at the McLean household, huh? I am so very blessed. I, you know, God is, is making my life so wonderful right now. I, I mean, he really is. But what were you talking about? The bows? Oh, so I got this magazine. That's what you bow. did this week in guns. This, yeah. yeah. Or, or firearms. Yeah, firearms. We'll go with that. Yeah, yeah. Recategorize that. <laughs> Just for you. So you're getting ready for the bow season. Oh yeah, definitely. So that's can we talk? Start can up- we tell people where you are? Just general location. Yeah, yeah. Right now I'm in Ohio. So okay, is that where you're gonna start your hunting, or you're gonna go out of state? I'm gonna be right now. My plans are in Ohio, but I've got some other tentative plans. Um, I was gonna try and make it out to Montana. Um, and possibly maybe down to Texas. I have a couple things in the works, so we'll just see where they Work take me. Work in a hunt where you can. 
Yeah, definitely in Ohio for sure. That's my that's my main base. That's where I'm from. So I like to hunt in there. I've been down to West Virginia and Pennsylvania out those out those ways a little bit. But Ohio is definitely main base. For all your, your other gigs that you do, the modeling and the acting, and yeah. and you've got another career, too. I don't know if you want to talk about that. So I do. I work in the healthcare. Uh, I I manage, well, a big part of what I do and what I'm an advocate for is healthcare, um, health and wellness, medical innovations, and I, I do a lot of support for cancer awareness and cancer research. I'm a cancer survivor myself. So it's not just something I do. That, again, is a lifestyle for me. And I pretty much uh, manage and help to push out the latest and greatest world-renowned medical information to consumers on a global level, educating them anywhere from cancer to Alzheimer's, arthritis, lupus. We do it in a way of infographics, posts uh, of content, uh, newsletters, everything you can think of, any way to push this stuff out and push it globally, and it really has a massive following. It's it's so that's um that's awesome. That. You you are doing multifaceted uh, of things that you that you love. So the hunting, the cancer awareness, the modeling, the acting, and you also are big into fitness. Yeah, I'm a fitness freak. I I am a fitness. Yeah, I was fanatic. Called- maybe maybe not a freak. Oh, you can go with free. Okay. I'm, I, if you can't make fun of yourself, you know, what are you going to do in life? <laughs> How are you going to get through? No, totally. I was called a genetic freak one time. I don't quite know what that meant. If that was a compliment or an insult. That means but, you have good genes. Then I guess it's yeah, a compliment. But absolutely. yeah, I'm, I've always been kind of a gym rat. You know, it's funny because when I when I was diagnosed with cancer, I had a couple surgeries, and they pretty much just said, "Hey, this is how you're going to look." And it was it was a bad time for me. I I, I just said, "You know, I'm never going to be in shape. I'm never going to be able to to do what I want to do." And I kind of gave up on it. And then one day I woke up and I said, "Yeah, right. I'm going to do this." And hit the gym and started seeing results. And it's, it's like a drug. That's it was just awesome. addicting. So. So how how long have you been cancer free? Um, well, I still go through testing. I just, <clears throat> I just actually, um, I haven't shared too much of this, but I just went through testing this past week to see how things are doing and kind of get a status update. But I have been, um, it's been, I was diagnosed with cancer, gosh, what is it now? Probably 14 years ago. Wow. I was diagnosed um, with not a good outlook at all. Limited time. Mm-hmm. And... I was a I was a teenager at the time, so you know you get a diagnosis like that that says, "Hey, you've got limited time," and you haven't been on this earth that long to begin with. It's no, I mean, you talk, a teenager. It, you know that frame of mind at that point in my life was, "Oh, I'm graduating high school. I'm going to go to college. I've got a scholarship. All these oh, wonderful yeah. things I'm going to do." And then it's, "Hey, all that stuff, forget about it, because you're not doing any of it." So, but not you. Like um, you said, you you had a you had a reef rethink you had to re um i guess reassess my my brain reassessed yeah and yeah and you you came out with a positive outlook on it would you attribute that to where you are today oh definitely you gotta have a positive mindset my um and i'll be honest with you i did not i was full of piss and vinegar when that happened i became angry and i didn't want i didn't want anybody to know because it was embarrassing to me i thought it was a failure um, I'm extremely, extremely competitive and aggressive. Um, and no, I do- you? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't tell, uh-uh. <laughs> 
I, uh, and I pretty much, if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. You tell me I can't do it. I'm going to do it twice. You tell me that I can't be, you know, the, the best at it. Well, you know what? I'm going to do it to prove you wrong. Even if I don't want to do it that bad, because I just, Amen. I just believe you got to put your mind to it and not let anybody get in your way. And I'd always been that way. And cancer was cancer's different. Cancer comes to you and says, I'm going to kick your butt and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. And you have to deal with it. And I didn't deal with that. I don't know what anybody else's experiences are with cancer. I mean, well, I shouldn't say I don't know because I, I talk to a lot of people and, and work them through those situations and offer them advice and, and how to get through it. But I'll tell you, that experience, I, I went from a motivated person to my life is over and I'm pissed at God mm-hmm. and I don't know what to do. And I'll tell you, it really, um, you talk about reassessing your brain and reorganizing you know, your, your mental state. I went from angry to having a couple surgeries. And then before my last surgery, I went into a sanctuary at the church and I told my mom, I said, you know, before I go for this next surgery, this could be it for me. I just want to go in here and I need to have it out with God, toe to toe, head to head. Here we go. Went in there, had a conversation with him, told him straight up how I was angry, how I didn't understand this, how I didn't like it. I don't don't understand this kind of crap. Why are you giving this to me? As a teenager, too. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, something just came over me and said, I accept whatever it is you're going to do. I'm going to die. I accept it. You let me live. I accept it. Whatever it is. And I walked out of that sanctuary with such a peace that my mom even told me she didn't recognize me. And I said, Mom, uh-huh. it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. And she goes, who the hell are you? You know, <laughs> Who cloned you in the, in the sanctuary, huh? Right, right. Where's Nicole? We left her inside with, uh, with Jesus in there because <laughs> so we left the anger girl in there and the peaceful one came back out. So. Well, obviously your, your talk with God had a big impact and you know, obviously redirected your life. Sure did. Sure Refocused. Did. Every, every day. And you are, you are obviously a very focused and determined individual with all the irons that you have in the fire. I I try to be, but the most important thing and what I would tell anybody, you know, I know people don't like to hear religious, you know, quote, religious stuff, and they don't want to hear the Jesus talk. Well, you you can do that on our show. (laughs) Absolutely. But all I would say is um, I make God's plan my plan, and I tell him every day. Is that God calling? That's God. He's saying, hey, you go, girl. He's like, you give him that talk. You give him that talk and I'll call you. (laughs) So if I could tell anybody anything, I would would say, you know, ask God, ask God for his plan and ask him to put you on his plan. Because what I've learned is when you go off the rails and you start doing the things that you want to do, not to say that you can't do that, but you need to constantly check in with God and say, hey, these are the things I want. Is this what you want me to be doing? And you need to keep asking that day in and day out, day in and day out. Because if you're on his plan, you know, stuff's still going to go wrong. Things are going to happen. This is, this yeah, is life, life, right? It's, exactly. it's a test. But if you've got him on your side, I mean, I'm just doing that so much in my life right now. And I can't tell you that how, I mean, things are just going and I just trust that they're where he wants me to be. Well, there's no doubt that uh, your philosophy is working. So I hope so. I, I hopefully, just this to... is going to reach out to uh, thousands of our listeners and uh, provide hope uh, to not only them, but their family and friends as well. And I, I know, hope so. I know it will. I hope so. Cancer man, cancer's a cancer's a butt kicker, and um, I don't know why I'm still here. I'm here for some reason, so I'm just trying to make good on my talents and my time while I still have them. So. That girl. So speaking of close calls, 
what's this story about the arrow coming within five feet? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I hear there's so, a good story here. So, so God didn't kill me with cancer yet. <laughs> Hopefully, won't. But I swear, the devil comes down and he's like, "Hey, we got to shake this girl up a little bit." So <laughs> I'm out in the woods with a bunch of my friends, and I don't know where we were. I think we were in Pennsylvania. You think you'd remember all the places you almost died? I think it was Pennsylvania. <laughs> We were out there staying at a cabin, and you know they're they're up on the deck of the, the second deck of the cabin, and they're they're doing some target practice with a Mackenzie down in the field, right? So I say I'm going to take a walk, which I'm smart enough to walk in the woods and note, you know, the Latin long of where the Mackenzie targets at. We're good, right? So I take a walk around, go, uh, I call, hey, I'm so far out, these guys can't hear me, see me, I can't even see the cabin at this point. So I circle back around. And, you know, so the, the targets, you know, at, at 10 degrees over here and, and I'm at 40. So I'm way in the clear, right? 40, 50 degrees. And I come around and all of a sudden I look, <laughs> I, I look up and I go, oh, crap, that's a deer. And all of a sudden you hear this. <laughs> and then an arrow goes into that deer. <laughs> and I look right in front of your face. huh? <laughs> It was it's it happened so fast. It's it's me walking and out of my peripheral vision I look and I see a deer. Can't even like really stop to look at it, just notice it and then swoosh and arrow and then I turn to look up at the house and I see them. You know, the the trees are great for coverage and hunting, but apparently they're good at, you know, covering me also when I'm about to die. So they pull back again and I see that they're gonna fire again. And they don't see me because they're blinded, you know, from this tree. And so immediately I'm like Mud is better than blood, and I just hit the, hit the dirt. Yeah, <laughs> I just like <laughs> face down in the dirt, and they shot another arrow into that thing, and then all of a sudden I just started screaming, and they come down. And they're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "What am I doing? What am I doing? Who moved the target?" It's <laughs> <laughs> all like camo you had on. <laughs> I I wasn't even in camo. I was <laughs> but good gravy. You had your pretty pink on that day, didn't you? I'll tell you, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, when that arrow goes flying, I'll never forget that sound. Never forget that Hair sound. flying up. Oof. Oh, my gosh. We're t- I mean, literally, we're talking five feet. Five feet from me. Wow. So did so. did they hit the target? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They hit the target. Did you know these guys? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I went with them. I was there. With oh, okay. So that was, was your that was your group. Oh, yeah, my own group trying to... <laughs> Maybe I should change that story and say, no, I had no idea who these people were. Yeah. Better than people I did know, right? <laughs> well, that makes it that makes it better because they probably knew you were there. Like, hey, watch this. Yeah. The famous last words. Hey, watch this. <laughs> Do you hear somebody screaming? I don't. Nope. Keep shooting. Mm-mm, no, I don't see Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So that was I, I didn't die that day either. So. <laughs> so we've got, and we didn't we didn't ask these to you on the the first time you were on because you were just uh, a little quick abbreviated. But we've got five questions that we ask every guest that we have on the show. Okay. First one is, what was your first firearm? My first firearm, I had, um, gosh, what did I have? I had, a, I think it was twenty two. Mm-hmm. It wasn't actually, I guess it was kind of mine. Do you count it if it's like handed down to you? I guess that's sure. yours. You, you took possession, and you went and shot it and killed something with it. Took, took possession and took ran possession, with it and never yeah. went back. <laughs> It's mine. <laughs> so what would be, without a shadow of a doubt, what's the first gun you've owned? Um, I had a shotgun, a 12-gauge. <clears throat> that was the first one. Bought it, inspired by um, hunting season. And then after that, I got a Traditions muzzleloader, which I still have. Um, don't get to use that as much, though. 
I did. I have used it a couple times, but mostly I'm I'm using my tags during uh, bow season. So when gun right. season comes around, I've usually already cleaned house on my tags, right, unless me, they go out of state somewhere. Let me back this up because I, I just screwed that whole question up. It's how did you get involved with firearms? Not what was how, your first firearm? How did I get involved with firearms? Yeah, like um, did your dad or your brothers or a granddad, you know, you know, something like that. I'm kind of an anomaly. At least that's what that's what <laughs> they anomaly. say. So my dad, my brothers, like two older brothers, they don't hunt, they don't shoot guns. My one brother used to box, so you meet him in an alley or in a bar, look out, don't do anything wrong to offset him because he can take you out like a UFC guy 10 seconds flat. You wouldn't um, have anything to do with your last name, right? McClane. <laughs> is, that, well, is that Irish? It's Irish, Yeah. I get told a lot that I don't look Irish, though, so that's a fun prank to play on people if I'm guessing my, nas- my uh, nationality. Irish is definitely the last thing they guess. But yeah, so my brother, you know, they're both they're both tough guys, uh, not uh, not weak or pansies by any means. But they don't shoot. My other brother likes to fish; um, he's really good at that. They are they're not into guns. But my dad, now I come from a military family, mm-hmm. and I have my, my dad was at Vietnam. He enlisted. He did. Uh, he definitely did his time over there in the infantry, fighting on the front lines, and uh, so he's in, he's into guns. Um, not so much anymore. I think Vietnam really just opened his eyes, maybe changed his perspective about things. He's got his own strong opinions about the government and and how the military should work. Don't we? But all? I guess maybe I got a little <laughs> bit from a little bit from him about that. Sure. Um, and thank thank him for his service to our country. I will. I will. From us, uh, seriously. Yeah, you know, he's got some interesting stories. Man, that's a guy that you should talk to is my father. He has definitely got some stories about Vietnam. He's opening up more now so than he ever did before. Absolutely. Uh, we'd love him. If, he, if he's comfortable with that, we'd love to have him on the show. He has, he has got some stories, and, you know, he's the tough Vietnam vet, but he's just that very, gosh, I don't know how to describe him. I, I have so much respect for my father, and I, I love him with everything I have, both of my parents. But he's just such an interesting character and has such a history and, and the whole idea of, you know, everything he's done in Vietnam. The stories he tells me, right? So he's telling mm-hmm. me that they used to clean the bore of his gun with this. <laughs> I don't even know if they make this anymore. But it's called beach gum. Beach and gum. Okay. Beach gum. Yeah. And it came with foil wrappers around the gum. Yeah, so it's they chewing to, gum. Yeah. yeah, they used to take the foil wrappers and that's what they would clean the bore of their gun with. <laughs> that, that was their. That's that what was, they had, yeah. That's what they had. And I, I said, Dad, you didn't have any, like, issued cleaning kit or whatever? And he goes, not when you're out in the middle of nowhere like that. He's like, no, you carry limited stuff. You're out there in the brush. You're using foil wrappers from your gum. Yeah. He'll tell me things like, um, you know, putting a, putting a condom on the end of their gun and rubber banding it or tying however they want because right. when it rains, it keeps the water out of there. And he's like, and you can shoot through them still. So it's just like all We these- also got to keep in mind that those, you know, those M16s aren't – or weren't like they are today. It's kind of their um, their acclamation was that war is you know they were introduced during that war and they had a lot of problems with them. They did, and and you know they I mean M sixteen was their that was their standard issue. You know I mean they had a sh- shotgun, he had a twelve gauge shotgun, and he had a forty five uh, caliber pistol too. But that M sixteen was their uh, their standard issue. Now, he yeah. also picked up an AK-47. You know, that stuff wasn't issued then, and, and he found it. Kind of laying find, around, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you find things over there, and you pick them up. Charlie but dropped one. Of, of course, they, you know, when you come back from your tour, and, and he ended up in Alaska, 
he had all that stuff with him and they empty their bags and, you know, the government collects all that stuff. Yeah. But um, even pictures, you know, he came back with pictures from Vietnam and they took those as well. Took his pictures? They took his pictures, man. They the took, took everything when he came back that first Did time. Did they ever give it back? No. He never got it back? <laughs> no. So when they, you know, you, you, learned, you learn tricks of the trade as you go through life. Yeah. And so he learned ways to get stuff back. You know, and when he actually finished his tour and came back, there were some like four thousand guys checking in, and uh, at, at he was at Fort Bragg, and they had so many guys coming in, they didn't know what they were bringing, what they weren't bringing. So he was able to bring some stuff back, and and I've got now I have pictures, and he's just yeah, he's definitely somebody to talk to. He's just cool. the stories are amazing. Yeah, we'd love to have him on the show. Question number two, and you kind of got into it a little bit there. Do you have any military or law enforcement background? Um, just my family's military. I myself personally do not have any military or law enforcement. I did think about becoming a police officer at one point, and I did take the test. I scored really well. But you know how those things work. You know, you, you, I, scored, I scored 11. Like, there was like 200-some people who took all the tests. I ranked 11, and they're hiring two officers. Mm. So, you know, by the time they would get to me, it probably wouldn't happen. And I had another opportunity, so I took the other opportunity. But that stuff, I think it's just in my blood. They're just, I was yeah. either a cop or some sort of military in a former life, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or there's still time. But no, I think, no, I know. I I think I just, you chose the right path. Yeah. I was talking with somebody about coming and becoming an agent, and they said, you have until the age of 39. And I said, ooh, ooh, don't tell me that. You well, know? now, wait a minute. You know, being an actress, and weren't you in a... A movie that was uh, law enforcement based. There was one which depicted the uh, what happened in Benghazi. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, wait! I think you're thinking of Active Shooter. Active Pop- Shooter, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, so that one was uh, filmed in uh, at a university, and it was to kind of like it was basically reenacting things that happened with active shooters. How they would come into the university. You've got these two guys running on campus. You know, the squad cars are coming in, trying to locate this guy, um, you know, and, and unfortunately, lives are taken, whether it's teachers or students. <clears throat> and we were officers. Uh, we were part of the SWAT team that came in and we're busting through the university. And I got to take out one of the guys, which was pretty cool. But, you know, what's funny is on that set. This is so crazy. So get this. Well, we're on the set and we're filming for an active shooter who's like running around in this crazy gear, you know, doing these bad things. <laughs> Apparently the university Now we have the university obviously involved in this. Right. And, and uh, uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully they're security. aware. <laughs> so they're there. And all of a sudden they stop production and say, hey, we got to stop. There's some crazy person on campus. <laughs> so there really was one. <laughs> or was that you guys that that caused the alarm? It was not us. It oh, was wow. not us. There was some guy in like a black trench coat and some wacko mask, oh, and he Lord. was running around campus doing some sort of prank, I guess. You know, he wasn't armed, and and I think he was literally just playing a prank. Yeah. But it so happens that I'm thinking, how how dumb are you, dude? Probably you, some fraternity jackwagon. We've got like SWAT trucks. We've got weapons. We've got cop. <laughs> I mean, all kinds of stuff. And you decide to run through campus and play a prank wearing a trench coat and some funny mask, and you think nobody's going to notice right away? I mean, like, you got the guys right there, dude. <laughs> There's no accounting for some people's sensibility. <laughs> it was just ironic, you know, this is what we're doing. And then some well, he, guy... was pro- he was probably was aware that all that was going on, he, and he did it for attention. Maybe. Maybe he did it. So I hope they caught him, right? Did they catch him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They caught him. They caught him. <laughs> but... They're like, there's some guy loose on campus. We're like, so yeah, talk we know. about the uh, the other one that you you started to tell me about the, the um, Benghazi the, one. 
the the one so we went out this was in San Diego and uh we we did a a film it was it was like a a trailer or a pilot for an episode um with this company called History Vision and it was to reenact everything that happened in Benghazi uh and uh, I I have the the trailer for it the trailer's freaking sweet so we had a Kickstarter campaign to raise money unfortunately the Kickstarter campaign didn't pay enough money, so we weren't able to go to full production right. and turn it into stuff. But that that crew is working on some other projects, so you might see something, you know, in the future. But cool. I'll have to get, get that trailer and put it on uh, Facebook because it's yeah. pretty. So pretty. It, it's an uh, they're gonna try to actually portray what happened. The real exactly. I mean, just, exactly what happened. Um, cool. Yeah, that and definitely needs to be out there. Mm-hmm. Hey, yep. did, did you restart your Kickstarter for that? Um, no, you know, Kickstarter is kind of funny. It's, it's, you know, you can have a small campaign on there for 10 grand and not meet it. And then, uh, we just had a friend of ours who had like a $250,000 Kickstarter campaign for a video game and it took off and he got more than he asked for. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it, it, ha, there's, given there's, Sunday, yeah. there's a, there's a magic science to it, a kind of when and how much you ask for and what you're doing and how it's promoted and so forth. So it's, it's a learning curve and I think we've learned a lot. Well, we might be able to get some tips from you then because we've started one uh, for ourselves. We're trying to get a a TV pilot going. Oh, okay. Our show. Yeah. We'll talk off air on that. Okay. Very cool. Question number three in, in the realm of pop culture, what is your go-to, whether it be a movie, a song, a game, your go-to Firearm related pop culture. Mm. Okay, so I'm gonna get real dorky. <laughs> okay, we like that here. Um, I well, maybe it's not dorky. Maybe it's just out of touch. So I don't really watch TV. <laughs> I don't watch TV. I'm not the typical girl that's like, oh, it's Tuesday at eight o'clock. I have to watch my show. I, I don't do that. That's Walking not me. Dead. No, I'm like laying in bed, um, reading my hunting magazine, my gun digest, my living ready magazine, okay. and it can be magazines too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it counts. <clears throat> So I'm I'm more into that or I will be studying like crossbow stats or like gun stats or something <laughs> rather than watching a show or anything like that. You know what? I do have this book, though, from when I was a kid. So my second grade teacher read me this book. And I don't know if it's like, you know, future telling because it was only second grade, but it's about a lion who it's uh-huh. called. She pronounced it Lafcado. I don't know if that's really how you how you say it. Um but it's, I think it's like Lafcadio. It's a Shel Silverstein book. Okay. And it's called Lafcado, The Lion Who Shot Back. And I've never heard of that one. Oh my gosh, it's awesome. I wish, I, I, I love this book. I keep it on my shelf in my office. But She's retrieving the book. Yes. There it see, is. This, this is the book that at least you it's can see. L-A-F-C-A-D-I-O, The Lion Who Shot Back. Yeah, and it's by Shel Silverstein. So this is like an epic little kids novel that I have hung on to for years and years. But it's about this lion who's in the woods, and this this guy goes out to the woods to hunt him, and the lion's like, "What the hell are you doing? You're not going to shoot me!" <laughs> and pretty much like wants to eat the guy's gun and destroy him. So this guy takes him to the city and says, "Hey, we're going to make you, you know, into like a city lion." So the, he puts him in a suit. He cuts his hair, and it's all about this lion who, you know, is like, he just, he just completely plays his environment. And, you know, there's goofy you, things in here. You like, can take the lion out of the jungle, but you can't take the jungle out of the lion. He, like, like I don't know. It's just a goofy, but so it's So does he end up eating people in the city, or? 
Um, what no, he, he just growls and threatens their life every time they don't do something that he wants. So when he wants a marshmallow suit, and the guy, the tailor's like, uh, um, yeah, he wants like a marshmallow you know, they're, suit. They're dressing him up. You know, he's a city lion. He's got to have clothes. Gotta have a marshmallow suit. And he's like, he's like, I don't want a suit. He's like, I want a marshmallow suit. And the guy doesn't want to make it because he obviously doesn't know how, right? How many of those does he make? And so he just like growls at the guy and threatens his life, and then he gets a marshmallow suit. So, anyways, he's this Apparently lion. He hasn't watched. Um, Ghostbusters. Right. The Stay right. Puff Marshmallow. Yeah. Right, right. But it's all about this lion who is like, he's in, you know, he, he's in Africa or wherever he is, and he picks up this gun and he becomes this sharpshooter. And um, he starts like trying to take out hunters because, you know, that's like his thing. And this guy finds him and says, hey, you'd be great in the city. You could join the circus. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Maybe it's a metaphor for my life. I don't know. That's a great book. <laughs> that's a first I like that so that's mine <laughs> alright guys check that book out okay so question number four is is there or has there ever been a gun or firearm weapon that you are ashamed of owning or to admit to have owned no any small part of you no Nothing. no okay. you know I'm I, I uh Gosh, I just, I take pride in, in all the stuff that I have, and I love all of my gear, whether it's something that's been handed down to me, you know, if my dad has something and he's given it to me, or it's stuff that I've purchased, I just, I guess when I buy something, I, I it's something that I really, really want, so I don't really have anything like that, I guess. No, I'd have to say no. What do people mo- normally say? Do they? Well, a lot of them say no, yeah. They, oh. they have the answer that you have, and I, I answered it the same way. I was like, I, you know, I don't buy crappy stuff. I buy stuff I like and I want. But some people have been, you know, like you said, like either hand-me-down or they were given, you know, or something like that. And, you know, we've gotten Lorisons, we've gotten, you know, High Points, you know, things like that. Yeah, I think pretty much everything I have, I just feel blessed and grateful to have it. And that's whether it's, you know, rifles, shotguns, muzzleloaders, crossbows, anything my dad's given me from Vietnam. I have his actual compass from Vietnam. Awesome. Um, Yeah, so I just got... Where is it? You got it handy. I do, or I did. Where did I put that? I normally keep it on my desk. Um, (laughs) She's searching around all her skulls and antlers and So how ironic is this? I can't find a compass. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's ironic. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where, I don't know where. Oh, oh, here it is, here it is, here it is. So this is it. I mean, this is like the size of the palm of my hand. Can you see this? Oh, yeah. Um, It's unfortunate that people can't see it, but this is actually what he used. It'll last forever. That's awesome. And it still works. It still works. Of course. So anything like that, you actually like look through You ever take that any- with you? No, no. It's like a prized possession. I, I have gotcha. um, tons of stuff. that he's- He even brought back an MRE. <laughs> you still have that? No, we ate it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it soon like- after he brought it back, you ate it. No, no. Like years later? This He was in Vietnam like 66, 67, 68, and... I think I was, this is probably in the 80s that we ate it. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, it was, oh, are you kidding? Yeah, it was like, what was it, it? Was, it was ham. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Maybe gosh. that's why I got cancer. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. Oh, you shouldn't joke, but seriously. Yeah, thinking was, about it, hmm. Yeah, this that crap was, they gave them back then, yeah. <laughs> probably 20 years later, and... It was ham, and I think there was like crackers and jelly, and oh, there was something. And you ate the whole drink. thing, or did you just kind of like, Ew. 
Oh no, we ate it. We, we yeah. ate. Yeah, we ate the it. The whole thing. Yeah, it was wow. a meal. So ham and jelly and crackers, and there was something to drink. It was like a powder that you mix with water. Oh Lord, have mercy. And um, I can't remember what else, but the the ham stands out because you open this package and it's just like flat slice of ham that's like a half inch thick. And it's he's like, like free. Is it uh, was it vacuum sealed? Yeah. Yeah. And so here's my dad at the table telling his, like, eight-year-old daughter, he's like, this is good stuff. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, maybe in in 1970, if we'd have eaten it in 70. Maybe when you're hanging out with a Viet Cong, it's (laughs) (laughs) good. You've got to resort to eating tree bark. Yeah, this is a better (laughs) alternative. (laughs) So, yeah. So that's a memorable experience. It is. I have a lot with my parents. (laughs) All right, so question five is... Kind of the opposite of number four, what is next on your list, kind of your bucket list, your next gun you're going to get or firearm or something like that is, that's at the top of your list? Um, next gun on my list. You know, I <clears throat> I was reading about this uh, SIG makes it. It's a SIG uh, P938. Uh-huh. And then my concealed carry is the is the Glock 19, and I love that. You know, you can put a holster right in the steering column of the truck or the car mm-hmm. and have it sit right under there, and that's nice, or in a holster, or take it to the range. That's all fine, but I'm a runner, and I like to be outdoors, and it's not really something that's easy to carry. So yeah, not a 19 when you're running. No, no, it's not at all, and I've tried it. Believe me, I was that desperate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this uh, SIG, this P938, it's Is it's that a 9 millimeter? Yeah, it's a nine millimeter. I think I've um, seen though. Yeah, they're pretty pretty compact. Yeah, that would be a they perfect are. little. So they're they're less gun. they're less than like six inches in length. I think it's like five point nine inches in length, and the height is like three point nine inches. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to disassemble. It breaks down into like six parts. It gives you an extra round over the normal six round capacity, and you can fit three fingers on the grip instead of just two. Right. It comes with the Hogue. Um, and they're like yeah. inexpensive too. They're like less than five hundred dollars. Um, you right? know, I haven't I haven't seen them that cheap. I think like retail on them is like nine hundred bucks, but I think if you shop around, I've seen them around seven hundred. I might be so getting confused with another like, one, but shopping. Sig has another one that's very similar to that, and it, has, it comes with standard with night sights and a laser yeah. also. Yeah, this one comes standard with night sights. It's I wonder if that's the same exact one. So we were so talking this, about this the Sig P nine thirty eight. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay. You know, it's not it's not a uh, it's not a target pistol. So when they did when they did range testing with it and they fired, I think it was like the first twenty five rounds, they all grouped just to like the left side. So but it's accurate within like zero to forty five feet. So right. that's kind of what you need for self defense. You know, if somebody's getting pretty close to you. So it <clears throat> it beats out the other ones that I looked at and compared to um the height, weight for the and, size, yeah. Uh, the width. So I I mean I, I don't know, I'm kind of kinda of in love with that one right now, I think. Cool. All right, so we do this segment each week. It's called the Jack Wagon of the Week. Gunny, roll that beautiful bean footage. Hey, Ralph, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. All right, so, Nicole, do you have a Jack Wagon of the Week? And, you know and what? Are you familiar with the concept, our, our premise the, of the, the Jack Jer- Wagon of the Week? The jack wagon is like the the wacko people out in the world that you encounter. Is that right? Or something like you hear about just, a weirdo? Yeah, just somebody that, uh, and it typically we try to keep it firearms related, but it doesn't have to be, but just somebody who's done something stupid 
in the world and typically in the world of firearms. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have one for the week. So mine is Syria. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess you could definitely pick that. There's definitely yeah. some things going uh, on. Over- pretty much everybody knows what's going on over in Syria right now where they have unleashed uh, chemical weapons. Well, supposedly, I don't know that we've proven right. it yet. Supposedly, sure. But uh, everything that we were reading and seeing is that without a shadow of a doubt that it was their government that did it, and mm-hmm. they're jack wagons. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. We're, uh, I don't know, we've got, what, five battleships on ready over there right now, and its tensions are building, so um, who knows what's going to happen there. I, I don't know where we're going. I was just talking to my dad today, actually, and he said, you know, we're shipping troops over there, and our government wants them to do two, three, four tours, and he's like, these guys, it's just so rough on them. And war, war is never good, and war has always been bad. And I will never say that one war is worse than another because it's a different type of war depending which one you're sure. in. And war but, is bad. Period. War is bad. But I just look at how things are today and the type of war, this, wars that we have, and how they're fought. And these guys are doing, you know, two, three, four tours, and I just don't know how they're doing it. You know, I, I don't, I don't know where the world is going. I don't know where the world is going and what's going to happen. So. I guess we'll just see how it goes. I've got strong opinions on that. I'm sure you probably don't yeah. want to hear about, but well, we do. We try to keep it apolitical here, but occasionally we get on a rant. And when somebody like this uh, makes news, you know, uh, Syria, uh, mm-hmm. they've got to be talked about and brought to people's attention. It's just it's ridiculous. It is. I completely. But agree one with thing's you. for certain is gas prices are going to go up. Oh, they already did. So where I'm at, yeah. I just had gas in my truck the other day. And it had dropped down to like three thirty nine. <clears throat> Usually, when it starts to trend down, I know I've got a couple of days, and it'll go down a little bit. This morning, I go out there; it's like three eighty yeah. overnight. Three eighty just went up forty fifty cents. Yeah. Anyway. All right, so that's our jack wagon of the week. Now let's talk about our fact to fight a myth. Did, oh gosh, you... I'm gonna I'm gonna suck at this. <laughs> um, one that I was gonna do today uh, had to do with scent. Like you were showing all those uh, products that you got. No matter how much of that you use, the sprays, the gums, the body soaps, you're still going to emit a human odor, no matter what. Because you've got to breathe. And -hmm. when you breathe in and you breathe out, you sweat. And when you start sweating, you start emitting human odor. You're going to break wind. You know, you're going to fart. Girls don't fart. Girls don't fart. Yeah, well, guys do. (laughs) Guys fart. And, uh, you know, it's just part of being out in the woods. Something about nature just makes you want to fart. <laughs> <laughs> just relaxes the whole... You have a whole segment on that. On farting, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, that's that's going to be my fact to fight the myth. What, so which are you... You're taking the farting and scent ones? <laughs> <laughs> that's the one I was going to do, yeah. Okay. What about... Okay. What about um, or just a fact. Maybe you just got a fact. Or tip. Um, How about a tip? Salt out. There's peop- there are people that put salt out in the fall. And the best time to put salt out from what I've experienced is in the spring. Because that's when the deer are coming out. Because they need those minerals in the spring. And in the fall, you should be putting out things like corn. Um, there's, there's these black oil sunflower seeds that the deer really like. You can put those out there. Mm-hmm. But I see salt blocks out all the time. And what I've learned is that they work best in the springtime. So, Nicole, let's talk about, talk to us more about the importance of the scent and maybe from a woman's perspective. (laughs) 
I'm a firm believer in scent. I'm, I'm crazy about my scent stuff, like how I wash it and where it goes afterwards. You know, I know some, some guys, some other hunters that they won't shower for three days and they'll still go out in the woods and they'll hunt and they don't have a problem with that. And they're like, Hey, the scent doesn't matter. I'm still going to kill something. And it, you know, it works fine for them. I don't know if these guys just don't have glands or they don't drink water or they don't sweat. I don't know, <laughs> but they, they say it works for them. And you know, who am I to judge if you're actually taking down deer and you don't shower, then God bless you. You know what? Yeah. Get your venison. But for me, scent is really important. So I've got a whole system of washing my stuff. So when I put it in the washer, my dream actually is to have a completely different set of, uh, of washer and dryer just for my hunting stuff. But what I do is, so I'll run a load. So they That's have a good idea, actually. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. They have, they have detergent that you can use to take the scent out of your clothes. So what I do is I fill up the washer with no clothing in it, dump in the scent-free detergent that has the carbon in it, put put that in the in the washer, wash all or no no, I'm sorry, just the detergent and the water, run a whole cycle, like a full full cycle, empty out the washer, then I put my stuff in the washer with the laundry detergent again because I'm getting out all that stuff. And I've been known to do that twice in my washer before actually putting in my hunting clothes. Mm-hmm. So I drop my hunting clothes in and I've got dryer sheets to dry them. Put them in the dryer sheet. Same exact thing. The last like two loads of clothes that I'll wash, I wash with the hunting detergent and then do a clean cycle. And in the dryer, I'll dry them with the hunting dryer sheets. Take my stuff out immediately out of the dryer, put it in a scent-free bag, lock it up, carry the bag outside. And I've got this hillbilly looking freaking fence line <laughs> of, of or clothing line. And I pin up all my gear and it hangs out there overnight. Cool. And you know, these... You don't have to buy any of these fancy kits to put your stuff in. I've got like a hunting shed where I keep all my stuff and I don't bring any of that inside at all. But, you know, I'll hang my clothes outside. And then if you just get like a giant Tupperware bin or, you know, some tactical container, Mm -hmm. you can just throw leaves and grass and um, some scent wafers in there, dirt. I throw all kinds of stuff in there just from nature and then throw my clothes in there and close it up, throw it in the back of my truck. And, you know, I've got the whole like shampoo that you use and the scent free soap and uh, all that. I'm I'm a big person for scent because I think when I first started, I wasn't seeing much. Mm -hmm. And I think it was because I had too much girly stuff like perfume and, uh, you know, they could smell my hair product. Yeah. 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 All lipstick. I mean, even lipstick has a scent. It does. It does. But I I think some of that stuff is kind of, you know, I take my clothing to an I go overkill with my clothing and washing and everything. But I don't get, you know, and I'll wear the right deodorant, but I don't get all crazy. Like if I, you know, if there's a shoot or something that we're doing, I'll wear lipstick on the shoot or who cares, whatever. But I don't look good. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In some some projects and places, it's part of the job. Exactly. Yeah. But I go overkill with the with the other stuff for scent. So cool. That's a good tip. All right, so our uh, trivia from last week uh, was related to. I think he was on the show last. Bill Cosby. Yes, Bill Cosby was on the show last week. <laughs> Love my Jello pudding pop. He's <laughs> just gonna say that. <laughs> Our uh, trivia from last week was uh, related to. Our guest, Reed Hendricks, and uh, it was a video that had, that Reed had, and we asked, "What was Reed's favorite ice cream?" And we had several listeners that came in with the right answer. The first person that came in with the right answer was standby that's his first name standby standby (laughs) s-t-a-n-b-y that's that's what i'm gonna name my kid (laughs) (laughs) middle name over (laughs) 
Stand by over, McLean. Get over here. (laughs) Here we go. All right. And the winner is Mark A. Mark answered chocolate ice cream. And that is the correct answer. So, Mark, congratulations. You are going to win one of Rob Pincus's videos. We're going to send that to you. So shoot us a uh, private message, either email or Facebook, with your address, and we will get that to you. Very cool. What's your favorite ice cream? Vanilla. Is that vanilla bean or vanilla? French vanilla. I like it creamy. What's yours? Um, I like um, the yogurt. I like cheesecake yogurt mm-hmm. <laughs> or key lime yogurt. Key lime, okay. You like like the frozen yogurt? Oh, it's just so good. I always get cheesecake. Something with a little bite to it. Anything that's cheesecake or key lime, I like. That's where I spend my diet points. So I'll eat clean for like a long time, and every time I want to eat bad, I say, "Look, you eat this crap right now. You can't have cheesecake sometime." Like two weeks from now, when you go somewhere like Cheesecake Factory, you can't get cheesecake. So that's your reward, right? Right. All right. So our trivia question for this week is going to relate to Nicole. Nicole, tell us what the trivia question is going to be. Um, What is the full official name of my dog? There you go. And and they can find that on your Facebook page. On my Facebook page, which is Nicole McLean, model, actress, deer hunter. And uh, he is on there. So there you go. So full name, full name of Nicole's big sweetie. Mm-hmm. All right, good deal. Can um, we- we'll tell you what. Whoever gets that name right and gets back. Oh to yeah, yeah. <laughs> what we'll do is I will uh, send them a copy of my deer and deer hunting magazine. So I was featured in the fall issue for their "I'm a Deer Hunter," where they take uh, people who normally, uh, when you look at them, you would never guess that they're a deer hunter, <clears throat> and they feature them in this slot in the magazine. So I was featured in the fall issue. There's also an online section. I was on there on an episode of Deer Talk Now, and I can ship them a copy of the magazine, and I will also ship them this hot item. So it's the deer, it's the rut prediction calendar for 2013. Awesome. So I've got a couple copies of those for when I go do um, some signings, and I'd be happy to ship out one of those to somebody who knows my doggie's full name. There you go, guys. So she just uh, upped the ante on that. (laughs) (laughs) So that's cool. All right. So, Nicole, tell us a little bit about what you've got coming up in the hunting world and the model world and the actress world. Right now is a really busy time for me because I'm a, a, a big advocate for breast cancer awareness and cancer awareness in general. And October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And so I'm going to be working on some projects with uh, hopefully a, a large gun manufacturer. I can't name names just yet. Still all under wraps. <clears throat> but also a Pink Arrow Project. I, I've done work with Pink Arrow before. And they donate uh, their proceeds to um, breast cancer research. So I'll be doing some, some work with Pink Arrow Project. And uh, I'm also going to be uh, launching a, a blog here with another... Um, another name that I'm sure everybody will know. And we're going to be working on producing some hunting, um, kind of like a hunting blog. I'm going to be doing product reviews of whether it's about scents or it's about a, you know, a crossbow or it's about a compound bow. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, Matthews just shipped me a new vertical compound bow. They shipped me the jewel, uh, new for this new for 2014 right. shot that thing a couple yeah that thing is so cool i can't <laughs> wait to get out of here. i'm like i'm just beaming so we'll be doing some reviews for that i've got a lot of scent stuff to review um trail cams 
uh, feeders. Um, so it'll be yeah, a lot, lot of, on your plate. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of product reviews that'll probably be published weekly. We'll be doing, it'll have videos and content for it as well. So that's coming up. Is there a website or is all this on their Facebook, on your Facebook page where our uh, listeners can go, to, go and see what's going on with Nicole? You can go to Nicole or uh best place probably to reach out to me on my Facebook page, which is Nicole McLean, a model actress, deer hunter. Uh, you can shoot me an email, uh, which is Nicole at NicoleMcLean.com. Um, I get a lot of inquiries about cancer, hunting, gear, uh, even fitness stuff, like what supplements I take and what I do for a workout. So feel free to send those my way. You know, so, you'd be a good fit for another show that we have on our Firearms Radio Network. Uh, it's called Fat to Fit. I'm going to be on that. Carol, Carol <laughs> Salva? Yeah, I've actually talked oh, to Oh, my Carol. gosh, you would be awesome for that show. Yeah, I think she has a tie to cancer as well. So her yeah. and I are, are of the same tree. Um, so I'm going to be on her show too. I haven't set a date yet, but that's Very coming cool. up to talk about fitness and cancer and, and everything in that arena. So that'll be also trying to think in the next issue of deer and deer hunting, there'll be a feature, um, in there with Shemaine Nugent. There'll be a recap in that magazine. And I'm working on a lot of other stuff, a lot of hot irons in the fire. But, uh, like I said, I live my plan according to what God wants. So if they happen, great. And if they don't, then God didn't want it for me. So, that's right. well, the more you plan, you know, the more you can achieve. That's, that's, that's a good philosophy. Yes, ma'am. Well, Nicole, so, we, we greatly appreciate you being on the show today. You're awesome. Uh, everything that you're doing, uh, your charities that you, that you back. Uh, and just your enthusiasm for you know the gun and firearm industry uh, in and of itself is just beyond belief. The the energy and exuberance that you bring to it, and we're we're glad that you're you're with us. Thank you, I appreciate it. Um, you know, it's like I like I always say, it's it's a it's a lifestyle. It's not a passing fad. It's not something to catch on to and say, oh, this is cool. No, this is a lifestyle. It's in it's ingrained in me. It's in my blood. I think it's genetics. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. So. <laughs> So I'd like to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors one more time, our bandwidth sponsor, the Firearms Radio Network. Thank you, guys. Our sponsor, ICE Training. That's icetraining.us, integrity, consistency, and efficiency. U.S. Elite Gear at us-elitegear.com. Operate, accelerate, and achieve. Uh, Our buddies at Ergo Grip, Next Level Training, All or Nothing Tattoo. Go to allornothingtattoo.com. Our uh, sponsors, HG Press, Holder and Green Professional Real Estate Services, HG Press, 1-800-615-1840, extension 2222. And, Nicole, thank you again so much for being on the show. Thank you. Guys, keep your firearms close. Nope, that's my line. That's why I said that. (laughs) (laughs) And, as always, keep your loved ones close. And keep your firearms closer.